And then like it says, you'll heal the sick, you'll preach the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what happens at the minimum. That's what's going to happen on these trips is you're going to get out there. You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out demons. And whether you are someone that's a feel like you do this all the time and you feel confident in it, or you're new to this, you will be activated in those things. Welcome to Christ Reward Podcast. You can get connected with us at ChristReward.com. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. All right, welcome back to Christ Reward Podcast. I am here again with Lewis. Lewis shared his testimony last time. Lewis, welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Welcome, everybody. Glad to be here. Well, uh, this week, I want to just kind of briefly talk about what is a by faith trip. You um, heard Lewis mention it. I've mentioned it uh, and kind of want to just give some context. So when I talk about a by faith trip, uh, you're probably thinking, okay, what do you mean by a by faith trip? The gist of it is, is I was reading Luke chapter 10 one day where Jesus sends out the disciples. Uh, and I'll go ahead and pull this up real quick. Luke 10, if you have your Bible, if you're listening or if you're driving down the road, uh, you can listen to this. But Luke 10 in verse 1, you might be able to hear my pages turning. I don't know what the mic's picking up. And so that's it's good. Uh, you know, I, I love the Bible on your phone. But I love the hard copy of the word. Uh, anyways, so Luke 10, verse 1, it says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And then he said to them, The harvest is truly great, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest field. Go your way. I send you out as lambs among wolves, carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, this is verse 5, Luke 10, 5, whatever house you enter, say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as a gift, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house, whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as they set before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. Whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into its street and say, The very dust of your city which clings to you, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, the kingdom of God has come near you. And I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and read verse 12. It says, But I say to you, it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. So we get the idea from Luke 10. Where Jesus sends out the disciples, he sends them out with a whole lot of nothing. And the point is, is when I take people on a by faith trip, I'm trying to take the word and apply it into my life. I've heard some people say, oh, Luke 10 and even Luke 9, because Luke 9 is very similar. Jesus actually sends out the 12 and then he also sends out 70 more uh, in chapter 10. So there's about 82 people he's sending out. And I've heard people say, oh, that was a one-time instance. You know, Jesus just did that one time. Uh, you know, they went out and that was it. I, I, uh, and, and if that's your mindset, I would just encourage you to, to look at the scriptures and know that Jesus didn't just do this once. Jesus is sending us out today. Uh, and we see that in Mark 16. You see that in the book of Acts. And you see them in pairs of two and two, 
many times. You have uh, where Paul's got Barnabas, Barnabas with him. You've got Peter and John walking together. And so Jesus sends them out. And, and the vision that God has given me for these by faith trips is being sent out into the to a city. And the reason that I, I, it's called by faith is because of Romans 10, 17. I'm not going to uh, pull it up in the word, but the, I'm going to quote it. It's, it says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And, and the only way you're going to have faith is by hearing what the Lord's saying. And so uh, just like Jesus here in Luke 10, he said, he sent them out to neighboring cities. I take teams of people to neighboring cities and states and even countries that the Lord tells us to go to. Just like Jesus sent them out, Jesus sends us out. And and what we'll do is we take a list of cities and we say, Lord, where are you telling us to go? So it could be the top 100 most dangerous cities. It could be just cities, you know, 50 miles from Dallas. It could be a list of cities in the state of Texas. It could be a list of uh, cities in, uh, you know, New York. Or it, we just take, we just need something to pray into. And then we say, Lord, where are you telling us to go? And the Lord will speak a city to go to. And uh, I don't know, Lewis, do you have anything? I know you've prayed through a list of cities. Do you ever uh, feel unsure about a list? How do you decide on a list of cities to go to that Jesus is sending us to? How do you process that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I remember the first first one I did, I, I was praying and fasting. I was like, I had never done this. Um, and it was in a season of my life where I was like, I want to, I want to learn how to hear from the Holy spirit. Like there's gotta be more to the Lord. Like I want to hear his voice louder. I'm hungry for the Lord. And yeah, I'll just, I'll remember pray, settle my heart. And I, you would just know it's, it's very hard to describe, but the more time you spend with the Lord, um, you, you know, when he speaks, um, you know, I always use this analogy is, you know, if you're married to someone or you have a son or daughter or a family member, you're around them a lot. So if you go in a crowded room and they say something, um, you're probably going to know their voice stands out uh, apart from others. So that's because you're around them a lot. So um, if you're around the Lord in prayer, the more and more you do that, you're just going to know. And yeah, I was just praying. And part of it is just, all right, well, I felt the Lord said this city we're going by faith and you know, we'll see. We just have faith. We, you know, we trust that he's going to move and I think he honors that, you know? Yeah. So something that I encourage people to do. And even if you're listening today is, uh, when you're hearing the Holy spirit, typically the first voice, when you're engaging the Lord, you say, Lord, I have a list of cities. Where are you sending us to? Um, typically that first thought that you get when you're looking at a list will be from the Lord. Uh, but the second thought is typically yourself trying to say, oh, that wasn't from the Lord. I made that up. And the third thought is the devil saying, yeah, that's right. You didn't hear that. You don't need to go to that city or you don't need to do this. And so I'd always encourage people is trust that first voice. Um, and so we pray through a list of cities. Typically, I have one person on the team. I don't, the way I do these trips is I don't just send them out two by two like Jesus did, which I know Jesus sent them out two by two. But I try to do teams of three to four. I still try to keep it small. Uh, and the reason I try to keep it small is so that everyone on the team is unified. And so um, we'll, we'll talk about in a, an upcoming one where it was the first trip that Lewis came on. It was a trip to Springfield, uh, Massachusetts. And we, we went and the Lord spoke. But the thing is, is that there was three of us on that trip. And so I, 
the reason is, is I try to keep it so that you're unified. And if the team gets bigger than maybe five people, four or five, I try to say, all right, we're going to do multiple teams. And so if you're listening to this and you're saying, okay, what is a bifate trail? I want to do one of these. You can do one in your state. You can do one, you know, 50 miles from outside of your city. Or, um, and, and so the gist of it is you're going by faith to a city. Um, but then once you're there, uh, I encourage people not to take anything, uh, meaning you can take your clothes. I The way I typically do it is you take your wallet. Um, you can typically, I have a rental car. Uh, Lewis and I recently did one where we didn't take a wallet. We, we took our driver's license. We got on an airplane. We didn't even book a car. And so if that's what the Lord's leading you to do, go for it. And I believe I'm going to implement that in the, the years to come. Uh, but I know sometimes it helps people if you have a car. Um, but no matter what trip it is, I don't plan housing, uh, and don't really plan anything. And so I, that's, that's where you're trusting that God's going to align the dots. And like it says here in Luke 10, it says, but whatever house you enter first, say peace to it. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will run on, rest on it and it will, re, uh, will return to you, but remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. I believe when you go into a city, whether it's, uh, the, as soon as you get there or it's later in the day, at some point, God is going to connect you to a, a person of peace. And that person of peace is going to open up their home for you and your team. And you just simply say, hey, would, would you be willing to open your home for us? We're going to be here for a couple of days. Uh, typically, I try to keep those trips to two or three days. I believe when Jesus sent them out in Luke 10, it wasn't a long trip. It wasn't like Jesus is like, you're going to be gone for months. I believe it was for a few days because they didn't take a whole lot with them. Uh, and and with that, I say, hey, we're going to go for three days. And so when I'm asking someone if we can stay with them, oh, yeah. Or sometimes I'll say, hey, do you know anyone in the city that we can stay with? And typically, these are believers that we're running into. Uh, these are not unbelievers that we're asking and that we can stay with. Um, and so we will go to these people and we'll ask. Something also that I have found and it's not a formula. You don't make it a formula, but two things. One, sometimes you end up at a church and you end up at a service and they ask what you're doing. And they say, and uh, sometimes faith hits their heart and they're like, yeah, you, this is incredible what you're doing. You, you can stay with us. Sometimes they think you're freaking crazy. You know, and if you're listening, you're like, Who, what are these people talking about? Going into a city. Um, and, and I remember one time, Lewis and I on the, uh, on our Springfield trip, we asked these college students. I thought these college students would be fired up. They're 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 in a youth, not a youth, but a college group at a church. We share what they're doing, and they're they're staring at us like we're crazy. You know, no one opened up their home. They're just like, all right, see you later. Hope you find your places. And, and so I'm so sometimes you get blank stares. Sometimes people think you're crazy, but that's where you're finding like-minded believers that are, that are hearing what you're doing. They hear that you're living by faith. And, and God will open up the doors. And so uh, we've seen it everywhere from a local church to I've even had a Catholic priest connect us and was a person of peace to our city. And once you find that person, I always encourage connect with them on the trip and get to know them better. Don't just stay at their home. Say, hey, let's grab lunch. You know, if you're available, let's grab breakfast. Let's grab lunch. Let's get to know this person. And, uh, and relationships actually get established in that process. And so Find a person of peace, and then like it says, you'll heal the sick, you'll preach the kingdom of God, and that's exactly what happens. At the minimum, that's what's going to happen on these trips, is you're going to 
get out there. You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out demons. And whether you are someone that's a feel like you do this all the time and you feel confident in it, or you're new to this, you will be activated in those things. But also what I do is I send a list of questions to people that are on the trip. And I, let's say it's three to five questions and it's everything from, is there a certain uh, color car that we should be looking for? Is there a certain colored hat that we should be looking for? And everyone gets a different set of questions. And from there, they, each person will be going by faith, looking for these clues or these directions for the trip. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's faith building because then you start seeing God connect the dots, the person of peace. And sometimes a question that gets asked often is, what if you don't find a place to stay? Uh, usually, um, I try to extend it as far as I can, meaning it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and we're still looking for a place to stay. Uh, Lewis has been with me on those trips where it's it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and we still don't have a place to stay. Uh, and And there's only been one time where I had to book a hotel room. And uh, the rest of the time, the Lord has provided. And even there was another time where we booked a hotel room, but people had given us money uh, to, uh, to stay at a hotel. Uh, we had asked a couple of people and they said, well, we, we, and it was actually at, we were doing this during 2020 when COVID was still kind of lingering and people were still a little unsure about opening up their homes. And so they say, well, I don't know if you can stay here, but we'll pay for a hotel room. And we didn't ask them to pay for a hotel room. But they did. And so God provides. Um, and even the one time that we didn't get a hotel or we had to book a hotel uh, the next night, uh, they had someone had opened up their place to stay. And, um, and, and the Lord works it out. And so I, I, as the leader of the trip, booked it. But that is the last resort that we're going to book a hotel room. Um, and, and it's trust. It's where you have to trust the Lord. Louis, do you have anything to say about some of those moments where it feels like, we don't know where we're going to stay. How, how have you processed that? How has that felt at times when we're looking for a person of peace? What kind of goes through your mind as you kind of hear me talk about that? Yeah, the, the first thought that comes to my mind is the the trip in Springfield, um, the first faith trip I did. And I remember praying into the list of questions and we're pursuing those. And I'm just, this is my first time ever doing this. So I'm like, I hear from the Lord this is, I mean, are we, are we in the right spot? You know, the whole time I'm thinking like Springfield, Massachusetts. All right, Lord, you told us to come here. So where are we going to stay? And I think on this trip, it might've been, it was Christmas Eve. And one of the guys had a word about going to, a, we needed to go to a seven 11 and, uh, we once, uh, I looked up one location, we drove there and it was a different gas station. It wasn't seven 11 anymore. And I remember I was like, ah, oh, maybe they got hurt wrong. It, this isn't what we should be looking for. And Wade keeps pressing it and he looks for a different location and he finds one. Uh, and so we go to that one and I remember <clears throat> we have challenges as well on these trips. Um, and one of them was, I think the guy had pray for, for healing for someone's, uh, body part. And we go into that seven 11 Two girls come out that work there from the back. One of them's crying and we're like, hey, you know, how can we pray for you? You know, and uh, one of the girls is like, oh, that's, that's so crazy. We were just praying for each other back there. You know, my friend's ankle hurts. And so we pray for them. That led to uh, them telling us, we were like, hey, is there any churches that are holding services right now? Um, because it was Christmas Eve. 
And so one girl told us one church she goes to. The other girl told us a different church. So we go to the first one. It's closed. There's no lights on. We're like, all right, well, this isn't from the Lord. Let's go to the different other one. We go to that one. And uh, remember, lights are on. We, we didn't see anybody like on the first floor. We knock. Someone comes, opens the door. We're, they are like, hey, we're having a, like a young adults gathering. Secret Santa downstairs. Come join us. So we're like, okay. And we go downstairs and they're doing the secret Santa. It's a group of about, I don't know, 10, 10 to 15 people. And they have exactly three extra gifts. And there was three of us in the group. And they were like, they're like, you guys can participate. So we're like, okay. And then it's getting late, right? So we're like, we didn't find a place to stay yet. So I remember I was just like, well, I'm just going to go for it and ask at this point. I was like, hey, do you all know, you know, this is what we're doing. Uh, do you all know any, anybody that can let us stay at their home? I was just being bold and they're all looking at us like, you know, now mind you, these are like 20 to 25 year olds. You know, they're like, they don't really know us and they're probably uncomfortable. And uh, one of the guys, the leaders of the group, he goes, hey, my pastor's actually here tonight. He's upstairs. Let me go ask him. And we go upstairs, he talks to him, he says, hey, come talk to him. So we go upstairs, and he graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary, which is where I was going at the time. And, you know, and he's like, we're like, wow, you know, he's like, yeah, I actually know a lady that lets missionaries stay at her home. Let me call her. He calls her. There was no hesitation. She opens up her home. Her name was Margaret. I still remember her name. And uh, drove to her house. I don't know. It might have been at least 9 p.m. by that time. This lady sees us, you know, she's like, yeah, got a place upstairs. We go upstairs. We was a, there was a couple beds, uh, mattress on the floor. It was just enough what we needed. And the Lord provided housing for the next three days. And that was just, that was just the beginning. That was day one. So you guys get an idea of, of how the Lord works on these trips, but how he's tying all these things together. But in that process, I think I also want to highlight that, that the Lord is moving in the lives of the people that we encounter. Um, their faith, I believe gets built up too. They're like, wow, these people are, they're doing nothing, but they're just going by faith, you know? And then they also, they're encouraged. Like those two girls they were like really touched that we were there and we offered prayer. And so not only does our faith get built up, but whoever we encounter on these trips, um, their faith gets built up as well. Yeah. So it's just like what Lewis said. We, we, every trip, we generally have no clue where we're going to stay. And the Lord always makes a way. The, the person of peace opens up their home, and it's always it's always a faith journey. I I wish I could say that I'm just like so convinced that my faith's like, oh, God's gonna do it. But when it's nine o'clock at night and we still have a place to stay, I'm like, well, should we should we start looking on a, on some possible options online, you know? And so, no matter if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that's incredible, I'm gonna go do that tomorrow. You're like, I'll never do that. I just want you to know that we are all able to live by faith when we hear him and are convinced that he'll open up uh, doors of opportunity. And and with that, uh, there's times when we're trying to trying to sense what the Lord's leading and his direction, and and the the Lord divinely connects the dots. Uh, his hand on these trips, you know, we're trying to follow the Lord, but then, uh, like we mentioned on the last on the last show, the Lord's one one a man plans his steps, but Lord establishes our steps and the lord a lot of times will redirect what we're doing he'll connect us to somebody uh you think that you have it figured out this is going to be the, the, the trip's going to go this way and 
And next thing you know, I just keep thinking of one trip where we, next thing you know, we get connected to a Catholic priest and he's connecting us to people. We're going to a Catholic service and I'm not Catholic. Um, and the dude's on fire for God and, and we're able to connect with him. And I never would have saw that coming in. So, um, what I know is, like I said, on these trips are, are your faith always built because the Lord speaks, he connects you to people, you're activating evangelism. And then like Lewis said, the locals are also their faith is built. And so when we talk about faith trip, it, the, the baseline is Luke 10 and even Luke 9. And I encourage you to read that. If you're listening today, read Luke 10, read Luke 9. Um, and something I've prayed for years is, Lord, I want the word to become my life. I don't want to just read this and, okay, that's cool that Jesus did this and Jesus moved through these people. No, I believe that when I read the word, it can come alive today. It's something I can see come in action. It's not just something that I'm reading and it's like a history book. No, this is a living book. And and God sent his spirit in us today and is upon us today to to not just be something that we think is a great idea and it's a theological debate, but no, it's something that others can experience. God God can be experienced through us because he's in us. And and so if you're listening to this today, I encourage you, take a group of people, do a by faith trip. Uh, go, go look up uh, more of what we're doing on our website or whatever, but you don't have to just wait, um, you know, for, for this divine idea. No, God, God is sending you today. You don't have to be, uh, I think sometimes we're waiting for the church to commission us and send us. And I, I typically try to keep these trips short. And again, uh, the reason is, is I don't want to overwhelcome my stay in someone's home. I, uh, I've heard people say, oh, I'm going on a by faith trip like what you do. And they tell me what they're doing. And and I get this sense they're going to overwelcome their stay in someone's home. And you're like, oh, you can't overwelcome. Well, you you definitely can't overwelcome your stay. You can be in someone's house a little too long. Um, and, and, and you're no longer a blessing. You're actually becoming a curse to the person. So I try to keep these trips to two to three days, four days max. We did one in, uh, uh, where were we? We were in South America. Where did we go? El Salvador. El Salvador. We went to El Salvador. Um, I think that was a five-day trip because we we're in a different country. Um, but I I try to keep it short and then go back home. And people will totally connect with that. Their faith is built because you don't want to be a curse. You want to be a blessing. You want their faith built. You don't want to be like, when are these people going to go home? And even when we did our extreme faith trip, we were able to communicate, hey, we, we are only here for three days. We have a flight back. So you had a flight here and nothing planned, no car. You're just here to preach the gospel. Yep, that's all we're here to do. And then we're flying back home. We, here's our return flight. Wow, okay. You know, um, and so it kind of gives, it just gives a framework for people so that they don't think, oh, this person's going to be living in our basement for the next year. You know, they're going to be in our basement for the next two months. No, there's a set time. And so I encourage you if you're doing one of these trips and also it allows you, if you do have a job in the marketplace, you can do these trips. You can take off on a Friday. You can go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and be back at work on Monday. I, I had a guy one time come on a, one of these trips and he worked the first half of each day. He worked remote first half of the day. He worked second half of the day. He was on the trip. And, um, and so there's so many different ways you can approach these trips. And so, um, so when we talk about these, this is kind of the gist of it. And so upcoming episodes, um, when we mention it, you kind of have a framework of what we're talking about. And so, uh, step out yourself, even if you don't go on a by faith trip, just do one in your local city, 
Ask, get, get a series of questions. You know, take five questions. Lord, is there a certain uh, color I should be looking for today? And then be looking for that color. Is there a certain color shirt? Be looking for that. And when you see that person wearing a red shirt, say, hey, I was praying. I saw a green shirt. I feel led to pray for you. And they may look at you like you're crazy, you know, and it's okay. Um, we are partially crazy because living by faith is crazy. Um, but I encourage you to step out, pray for them, share your testimony, share the gospel, and uh, believe that God's going to work through you. If you've never seen a miracle, God can use you to see someone see miracles. So, Lord, is there a certain uh, part of someone's body that's in pain today I should be looking for? All of a sudden, the Lord shows you someone with a, a sling. All right, today I'm looking for someone with a sling on their arm. Go pray for them and see what God will do. And I believe the sick will be healed. And even if they don't get healed, keep your mode of love. Love them above all else and see what God does. And so step out and uh, see what God does. Bless you guys. And um, yeah, tune in more in the days to come as we talk about by faith trips. Bless you guys.